I'm Damian Bolwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, a break from the pandemic, the wildfires, and the protests to talk about another of California's most critical issues. That's the future of the Delta, the rural frontier at the edge of the Bay Area that supplies two-thirds of the water that goes to California homes. Our lead environmental writer, Curtis Alexander, is launching a series of stories called Delta on the Edge, and he joins me today to talk about the one issue that unites everyone in the Delta. That's opposition to Governor Gavin Newsom's proposed multi-billion dollar tunnel to divert water from the Sacramento River. Curtis, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for having me, Damien. Thanks for joining me. It's an incredible series that you're embarking on. And I want to talk today about the tunnel plan. Um, Residents of the Delta are are, are really against it. They believe this is really at the center of the water wars that, of course, are very famous in California. But first, Curtis, tell me a little bit about the Delta. You've been spending a lot of time out there and talking to the people that, that make their life out there. Well, there's a lot to say about the Delta. It's such a large area. For those who haven't spent much time out there, it's a large swath of countryside lowlands south of Sacramento and east of the Bay Area, and it's mostly in agriculture. It's also got a lot of water surrounding these fields of alfalfa and corn and wheat and apple orchards are hundreds of miles of waterways. And of course, this is the water that flows from the Sierra Nevada to the pumps on the south end of the Delta that push it out to the Bay Area and Southern California and all the small towns and big farms in between. But this water, these waterways are also the home to many communities out there that live and die by the water. There's fishermen, there's recreational boaters, there's retirees who have bought homes on the water. Pretty much everybody out there is somehow connected to these waterways. Yeah, it's incredible. Everything that everyone does in the Delta is around the water to the, you know, in Discovery Bay, as as some people know, the the homes are carved onto uh, marinas and people pull up their boats and live live right on the water. And that's why they're paying uh, for those homes out there. You have marinas where people come from all over to fish, uh, to ride their speedboats and, and water ski. Um, yeah, it's so, a lot of fun. You can get on a boat, you can go to a restaurant, have lunch, you can go out to a resort on an island and play archery or go swimming or um, all sorts of activities out there. People taking boats up little sloughs and camping out for days at a time. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, Curtis, obviously, with water so central to everything that, that they do there, um, it's not a surprise that, again, we're, we're launched into these these water wars. And let's talk a little bit about how the Delta works. I mean, people in California, when they drive down south, they see the canals, right? They see how water is is trucked down. They see signs um, that mark the water wars. People have seen the signs where farmers down in the Central Valley are, are calling for more more water from, from the Delta, but, but they don't often give a lot of thought to that freshwater system that, that's right there in the Delta. Yeah, like you say, there's just a lot of pieces of California's waterworks all over the state. Up north and in the mountains, you find the big reservoirs like Shasta and Orville and Folsom, and they're capturing the mountain water and essentially sending it down to the Delta. And then you've got the huge aqueduct that goes south of the Delta, pretty much through the spine of the San Joaquin Valley, all the way over the Tehachapi Pass, to Southern California. So um, this water system is everywhere and it's basically pulling water from 
the north and the mountains where there is a lot of water and a lot of precipitation and a lot of snow. And it's taking it south into the coast where there isn't as much water, but most of California's population lives. Yeah. And obviously the, the sort of vegetable basket of, of really the whole nation. So, Curtis, what is the tunnel? The tunnel is a way to streamline the movement of water from basically the northern end of the delta to the southern end of the delta. And the reason that the state and Governor Newsom wants to do this is because there are so many problems in the delta. You have populations of salmon and smelt on the verge of extinction. You have salt water intruding upon the freshwater supplies from San Francisco Bay. You have the levees that carry the water through the canal in not great shape. Many are crumbling and they fear that a levee break could taint supplies. So there's all these problems in the Delta. There's all these threats to the freshwater there. What a tunnel would do is basically take the water before it gets in the Delta and pipe it 30 miles beneath the Delta to the pumping stations in the South and essentially bypass all those problems. All right. So you tunnel in from higher up on the Sacramento River um, where the water's kind of flowing down ice cold from from the mountains where you get those wider stretches of the Sacramento River. Right. Why are people in the Delta so opposed to that? Well, the people in the Delta, a lot of people in the Delta fear that this is purely a water grab by Southern California and parts of the Bay Area. If you have this huge tunnel that can suck water out of the Sacramento River, people in the Delta fear that it's going to dry them up. The people in the Delta rely on this water, whether it's farmers or whether it's fishermen or whether it's boaters or people who just like to go out and sit along the water. They don't want to see the Delta dried up, and they're worried that if this tunnel is built, that's exactly what's going to happen. The state says that it's not going to pump that much water out of the Delta. It's basically saying that the reason we're building this is to create more to create more reliability for the water supply that we do have. One person in the Delta I spoke to likened this to having a sports car. The sports car can go super, super fast. It can take a lot of water out of the tunnel. Of course, the state is going to be tempted to run that sports car super fast and take more water out of the Delta. So, Curtis, currently in the south of the Delta, right, that's where the water gets pumped, near Tracy. If you're in Tracy and you head up into the Delta, you're heading toward these pumps. What is wrong with the current system of pumping water out of the south of the Delta? Well, to the state's credit, one thing that they're hoping to do with the tunnel project is to make it easier for those pumps just north of Tracy to push out the water. Right now, those giant pumps, which uh, there's one operated, one station operated by the federal government and one station operated by the state government, what these pumps do is they're so powerful, they actually change the currents in the delta and they can suck fish into their lethal turbines. And uh, that's a huge problem. A lot of the times the pumps have to stop pushing water out because there are fish in the area and there's the chance of killing fish. So what the tunnel hopes to do is actually move the water to the south and make it easier for the pumps to be able to draw the water because the water is delivered right to the doorstep there. When we talk to people from the Delta, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't usually call it the Delta. They purposely call it the freshwater Delta. And they're making a statement there every time they say that, that this is a freshwater system that relies in water coming from the mountains to the ocean. Um, so what is, what is the danger there if not enough freshwater comes through the system? Well, you have San Francisco Bay where all this freshwater pours out through the Carquinas Strait underneath the Antioch Bridge out into the San Francisco Bay. And uh, when you're using up 
too much fresh water in the Delta. And when we have long periods of drought and as the climate warms, we are going to have longer spells of drought. There's less and less fresh water in the Delta. And of course, if you're using that water to drink and to grow crops uh, across California, you're not going to have as much. So uh, salinity in the Delta is a real problem and uh, it's only been increasing. Last question, Curtis. I mean, it is a big state and this water uh, goes to so many important industries and to communities, not only in Southern California, but in the Bay Area. You know, what about those interests? Um, and, and isn't there an argument that um, that we need to draw more water out of the Delta when we do have an abundance? Yeah, there are 27 million people who who rely on this water, as well as uh, large cities like um, Silicon Valley, large areas like Silicon Valley and, and Los Angeles. And um, so there is an argument to be made that these areas truly need the water. It, it's the economic powerhouse of California. Um, at the same time, um, this is a freshwater estuary that is on the verge of collapse. Um, so the, the state is going to have to tread softly. Um, one thing that this, um, this tunnel would do is during, during times when there is a lot of water, the tunnel would be able to take some of the water that would otherwise flow out into San Francisco Bay and move that south, either to the communities that need it or to areas of the state where you could, you could recharge underground aquifers and actually increase the water supply for future years. So there's a lot going on here, and um, both sides do have a lot of good points to make. Yeah, conversely, people in the Delta say, hey, the state still hasn't tapped into all the different ways we should be getting water, whether it's conservation, whether it's desalination. Yeah, the people in the Delta want the people along the coast and in the San Joaquin Valley to keep their sources closer to home. And to their credit, the, uh, the Bay Area and Southern California are doing a lot of desalination plants, stormwater recharge. They are developing their water supplies. But at the same time, um, they heavily rely on this water that flows through the Delta. All right, Curtis, thanks a lot for joining me. Thanks for having me, Damien. To read Curtis Alexander's story on the Delta, go to sfchronicle.com. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to Dan Whaley, who's a Delta resident and an active opponent of the Tunnel Project. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa, and we're talking about our project Delta on the Edge, about water in California and a plan for a big tunnel that has ignited the water wars. Now I'm going to play an interview that I did with Dan Whaley. He's a Delta resident for the past 30 years whose family runs a wedding venue on the Sacramento River, and he's an active opponent of the tunnel project. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Well, and and thank you for... uh... Uh, digging into this very serious issue on the Delta. So, Dan, we we are going to be writing a lot about the future of the Delta and and sort of the plans that are out there um, to try to fix it uh, and the competing interests and the water wars. But before we get into that, Dan, tell me about the Delta. Tell me what you do out there. Tell me about uh, how you were drawn there. Okay, well, um, 
I've, I've been out here for 35 years now and I'm kind of a new guy, but uh, I was going to uh, college and used to ride my bike out here uh, on the Delta and I just fell in love with the place. And so as soon as I had a little bit of money, I bought uh, an old house that was a hundred years old and slowly fixed it up. Um, and we actually, eventually the, the, the farmer who owned the house sold me the back 40 and we got a little vineyard going. And then when my daughter came home from St. Mary's, she set up a wedding venue in an old eclectic uh, pear packing warehouse. And it's wonderful. And the fresh water of this Delta is just, it's vital. It's like the blood for the Bay Area uh, uh, water. And uh, so. And the state. And the state, yes. You know, what is it about the Delta that draw people there? Obviously, you know, you got water skiers, you got fishermen, uh, farmers, uh, tour- some t- a lot of tourism. Um, what is it that sort of uh, draws people there? Well, there's another interesting aspect, too. You know, now with Google Map, they're sending a lot of Bay Area people through the Delta. But Highway 160 is actually part of what's called the Victory Highway. And that was a highway that was built after World War One for the soldiers that lost their lives. And it runs from New York to San Francisco. And it runs right along these levee roads on Highway 160. But it, the, the thing about this freshwater delta is we do have a thousand miles of levees, uh, but they're all part of a, a integral plumbing system that's worked for a hundred years. And this whole new idea that they're gonna build a tunnel to sort of bypass the delta is not a tested, proven plan. So it's caused um, people to sort of come together out there. What is the fear out there that the, that the tunnel will bring? They're talking about years to build, hundreds of trucks hauling away muck every day, and uh, jackhammering that will go on 24-7 and essentially destroy most of these Delta legacy communities. There's 11 Delta legacy communities from Freeport to Knightston. And uh, a number of them are, and especially Hood, is in the direct path where it will literally uh, make it unlivable in this town uh, if this project goes through. And we're, we're still uh, uh, talking about a $15 billion project when the state's $54 billion in debt. And the, the water guys from down south have still not agreed to pay for it. And there's all kinds of uh, uh, sort of inaccurate science. They're using old science to try and justify this. And it's not really smart. Um, if they really believe some of this sea level rise, the intake should be north of Sacramento, not here on the Delta. All right. So when you talk about destroyed communities, you're talking about the actual right of way of this long tunnel, right? And and having to to get the tunnel down into the earth. Right. Because the tunnel is, is literally about the size of the Caldecott Tunnel in the Bay Area, uh, 40 foot or 150 feet underneath the ground. And they've got a big boring machine that as it goes along, they have to be able to all along this 35-mile tunnel, they have to build these uh, maintenance shafts so that they can go down in case the machine stops working or uh, they run into a bunch of water. There's all kinds of gas wells out here as well, and there's all kinds of aquifers that, that they just really don't have all the evidence yet 
to justify what they're doing. All right. But the state's argument is that they need to protect this really important water supply that goes to the Bay Area and to Southern California and that the the Delta, the current system of the pumps that are in the south of the Delta near Tracy is is not going to um, be good enough for the future. Um, why uh, don't you and other Delta residents believe the state's argument that it needs a better system? The reason they want the intakes up here and to move the water is because they want cleaner water. They're not going to stop using the Clifton Four Bay, and they're not going to stop pumping water to Southern California. They just w don't like the fact that now, um, when there's low water flow, they're getting water that's almost got salt salt water intrusion. And so they want to get the cleaner water from the north part of the Delta and move it down to Southern California. The reality is, is that the one thing Governor Brown got everybody doing was to recycle and, and, and um, uh, conserve water. And the demand has really gone down in Southern California and the cost keeps coming up. And so uh, they may not even necessarily need this water. The other component of this is anytime you have a government project like the Delta Mendota Canal, they predicted it would cost $67 million. It ended up costing $267 million. And that canal needs to be maintained. It's, it's unreinforced concrete where a tremendous amount of water is leaking out of it, not getting trans, transported to LA like they intend or they hope to. And frankly, if they didn't pump water over the Tehachapi Mountains, there'd be plenty of water for all the farmers in Central and Southern California. It's that huge, uh, wasteful electric plant you see there at the base of the grapevine that's destroying our state. Dan, it seems like in the Delta, there is always a fear that the interests of the, of the locals, whether they be farming or, or, or fishing um, or, or the marinas out there, um, will be left behind in, in favor of other interests. Um, what, what is the fear that, um, you know, it seems like there's a fear that, that the tunnel project um, will contribute to that. Um, do you believe that, that, that somehow this will allow the, the Delta to be left behind? Well, absolutely, in the sense that... Um you got to follow the money and the the fresh water that we have here on the delta is has become of extreme value as you know without water you can't have life and water is going to become the new gold and so to eliminate uh you know the the delta the primary zone of the delta may only be 10 15 20,000 people but we are in an area that supplies water to, like they say, 20 million people. And their concept that we will have more resiliency by putting a tunnel in is, is first of all, it's an econo ecological disaster. And second of all, it's not going to protect the water supply for the rest of California. All right, Dan, one more question for you. How, how do people in the Delta plan to fight this? The state is, is moving apace on, on getting this tunnel planned and built. Um, obviously, it's going to take many, many years, but um, how do people like yourself in the Delta plan to, to fight? 
Well, there's clearly going to be some legal challenges to the validation action for revenue bonds, and there's going to be other legal challenges to the CEQA action. We also recently met with uh, uh, a Michael DiMartino, who's, who's part of a water protector group, and they're going to do a docu-series on the 11 Delta Legacy communities and try and uh, get a little more of Bay Area understanding of what this issue is and how we need to band together to make smart, reasonable decisions and avoid the mistake that uh, Brown and Newsom seem to make over these uh, high-speed rails and this disaster tunnel project. All right, Dan. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. It's great to great to meet you. All right. Good to see you. I'll keep texting you. Thanks to my guest today, reporter Curtis Alexander and Delta resident Dan Whaley. To King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening.